0: Speak softly, loud and hold me warm against your heart. I hear your words, the tender trembling... Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Hollywood Godfather podcast. And as usual, my compadre, co-writer, and friend, Pat Picciarelli, is co-hosting with me. And today, I'm excited because... Finally, we have this lady that I've been trying to get on. I've known her socially. We've been out with mutual friends and watch her constantly on television. She's very outspoken. And thank God she has said she'd do the show with us today. And I'll have Pat
1: introduce you. There's more? Oh, yes. Oh, there's more. No, it's much Okay. Story. Uh, today we have with us Judge Janine uh, Piro. Uh, she's correspondent for Fox. She has a a, a great resume, which I like to quote, but we only have forty five minutes, so uh, <laughs> so we're going to have to just uh, welcome her because we want to welcome her. And by the way, Judge uh, Joe Accapinti, who we had on the show last week, yes, says hello. You know, I haven't heard Joe's name in a long
2: time. He's a great guy. You know, if you see him again, give him my regards.
0: He's done two episodes for us. That's how much he had to say. He's so good. Yeah, Yeah, he's a great
1: guy. Yeah, we did two episodes with him. I I, uh, uh, helped him out when he was having his problems. I'm a retired uh, NYPD lieutenant. I could tell. uh, I helped him out when he was having his problems, but I haven't seen him in a while. That man is the definition of a survivor. Mm Mm-hmm i know what okay. you mean that said nice to have you here there's a couple of issues you know we have uh it, it is very often that we have uh an expert on usually uh johnny and i just ramble so, uh, would like <laughs> to three get three
0: we've been doing this <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we'd like to get some uh expert opinions on the on, uh, on some current topics this highland park illinois thing every day is evolving Uh I don't know if you uh heard today, uh Judge, but uh the uh the shooter admitted to having a second location. He was he has sixty rounds left after he escaped from the initial shooting. He has sixty rounds left, and he was going to expend them on another crowd of civilians. Mm -hmm. But he changed his mind. Mm. Well thank God for that.
2: First of all, let, let me say that I'm thrilled to be with you guys, and and uh, you know Johnny, I know from social events that we we've, uh, we've been at uh, with some with many mutual friends that I I think very highly of. So, uh, and anyone who's a cop is a friend of mine. So uh, Pat, uh, you know, just consider you part of the gang now. Um, uh, it, it, here's my background: I, I've been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA for over three decades. I ran for office five times uh you know i i uh i have my pound of flesh that i gave in in public uh and i fought for the underdog i fought for strong laws i fought to make sure that criminals were accountable and responsible and suddenly we find ourselves in in an america where the words just the words law and order are offensive to people uh and i first remember that happening when donald trump mentioned it in 2016. he said law and order and people were offended by it and that's when I realize there is something going on in this country, but let me just fast forward to uh, Highland Park. This little dirtbag, whose name doesn't deserve to be repeated, uh, had all of, the, all of the identification marks that we look for in terms of these mass shooters. Uh, and I I am, I love police. I love cops. When I was a DA, I had 50 of them who worked in the DA's office for me. And I mean, I, I worked with FBI, state, local, all of them. Uh, I have tremendous respect for them. But when this guy, yesterday, this guy, Semino comes out and he's a deputy sheriff, I think. He comes out and he says, well, you know, there was no basis uh for us to do anything because of the red flag and with the red flag laws and i'm saying to myself wait a minute
1: well, that's the purpose
2: uh yeah that is a purpose in 2019 this little dirtbag said he wanted to kill everyone in his family all right he was known to have attempted suicide so they find out when the parents call police and all of the indicators are there the neighbors say police cars were there frequently so we've got police responses frequently within the last couple of years. And when he threatened to kill everyone in his family, they go in, they take out 16 knives, one sword, one dagger, and they leave. Do they take this kid for any kind of analysis or evaluation? Do they even bother to look at social media? What do they do? They do nothing. And in the end, They go back and now they look at it and they say, holy shit, what we did was we ignored all the telltale signs and they say, well, there was nothing we could have done. No one was willing to sign a complaint. That's nonsense and I'll tell you why. The police had probable cause. As far as they knew, he had threatened to kill, the parents had called, you make the arrest, you do an analysis of this kid, whether or not he's a danger to others or a danger to himself. You already know he tried to kill himself, so he is a danger to himself. And you take him in, and whatever happens, happens. But at least you've got some record on it. And instead they went, oh, okay, mom and dad won't file a uh, sign a complaint. Well, of course mom and dad aren't going to sign a complaint. I started the first domestic violence unit in the nation in 1978. And I'm no spring chicken. And I started this when no one was talking about battered women and abused children. And so this was something I fought for for the last, what, 40 years? And you know they're not going to sign the complaint. It's their child. So you go in on behalf of the people of the state of Illinois. Now let's just put that red flag piece alone. His social media is clear. He doesn't get along with anyone. He's a loner. And he's an individual who has talked about shooting. You go into all of his social media. He's got stick figures with blood and everything else. So then you say to yourself, well, Janine, is that enough? Stick figures are not enough. (laughs) First Amendment is protected, right? It's free speech. You can't go in and arrest him. But when you put it all together, they could have when they got the knives, they could have done something. They could have done something with his family. Now we find out he had a dysfunctional family. His parents never picked him up for sports after school. The parents either forgot about him or they had to call the parents and say, your kids are here. Come and get them. And they didn't do it. So what we've got now is this. He fits the profile. He's male. He's 18, 19, 22. It's all the same age. He got a gun legally. Okay. he gets the gun legally. So what do we do now? Stop everyone from getting a gun? No we're not going to stop people from getting a gun because unlike abortion the gun is explicit in the second amendment we have the right to bear arms and we'll talk about that I'm sure that means not to have it in the shower that means to bear it to carry it out of the house
1: Illinois judge Illinois has a red flag law that's right what is the purpose of having it if you're waiting for somebody else to do something
2: I have it right here. They have have a red flag law, okay? And I'm furious about it. And when they, after the fact, they go back and say, well, we didn't have enough. You're damn right. You had more than enough. You're wrong about that. And I don't like it when cops can say, hey, look, you know, maybe you messed up on this thing. You're a human. That's okay. That's enough. But now they want to do this in 50 states. So what is the point of it?
1: You know, uh, they also have uh, an extensive background check law that other states don't have. Uh, if, you, if you have laws and you don't use them, and we have laws on the books. I mean, this has been done to death. We have laws on the books. You commit a crime, you, you get arrested, you may get convicted or not, but somebody has to start the ball rolling here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and, and there's something else. I want your take on this. It's been two and a half days since he uh, did the shooting. Right. And they're still referring to the weapon as an AR-15 type rifle. Yeah. Now we know uh, uh, AR-15s have been uh, uh, done to death here; they're, they're killing machines, and well, I, yeah. you know we Levels don't have to of go war, there. all that. But why are they saying? Why don't they identify this weapon? I, it's, I'm just curious. That's a good question.
2: I don't know. I don't That's know. The- he left the weapon behind. Exactly. No, it's the weapon. Yeah. Right. So I don't know why. You know what's interesting? Now that you bring that up, I say to myself, are they not mentioning the exact type of weapon because it doesn't go with the political narrative that they're going to use now to stop the uh, sale of these guns?
1: I was what going to. Say, I was going to say that, but since you're the guest, we let you say it. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> what? We'll like
2: minds sink alike. No, no, I mean
0: it's. See, I'm I'm a layperson as far as laws go with you two, and I I, I have a carry permit in three three states, and no. I was told about a year and a half ago, Pat. And I had this conversation. I shouldn't carry my gun anymore. Why not? Because they said <laughs> if I use it, I'm going to go to jail. If I'm j- using j- it to defend myself, but j- that's, j- that's, that's that's what, what my do. lawyers told me.
1: That's what they call it—a carry license—and I suggest that you get new lawyers.
0: No, but they're saying because of the political situation yeah. now. Yeah. If I were to use that gun, me being who I am, and not call nine one one, I'd be—they'd get me prosecuted.
1: Well, bottom line is, if you're using it to defend yourself or somebody else, you're covered criminally, civilly. You can sue a ham sandwich, you know. So that's where your problem would lie
2: you know I, Pat, I i i kind of understand where they're coming from you got johnny from the godfather you know they do the godfather thug italian thing you know he's mr big shot with his gun that's what they would do and you know what you get yeah. the wrong prosecutor you get these leftist progressive idiots um and they'll go after anyone. look what they did to the mccloskies the mccloskies they're oh, yeah. the, at their house in uh where, where were they missouri
1: yeah. Somewhere in the Midwest, yeah.
2: The yeah, and you know they broke down the private the private area to get in, and they said we're going to live in this house, and we're going to we're going to live here, and you get out, and they didn't shoot anything, and yet they I think they took away his law license. I mean, forget about the prosecution; <laughs> they prosecuted him too.
0: They but took away, away his law them. license. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I could be wrong. I will check it out. That but is went To the to, yeah, it's crazy. What's but, going on in this country is crazy, and that's why November is so important. It is well, so. Tell
1: important. me about it. On the other hand, the, the Supreme Court just uh, put one in our column as far as the Second Amendment goes, and uh, New York State. When I was uh, on the job, uh, Judge, yeah, uh, uh, one, one of my last assignments, I was head of investigations for the license division. If you know what that is, that's the licensing body. For our yeah. listeners who don't know what it is to get uh, pistol licenses. A carry license, to get a carry license up until last week in New York uh, City was damn near impossible. Right. Now what what the court says is we they went from a May-issue state to a shall-issue state, which yeah. is what Pennsylvania is, and that's where I am. Everybody here is armed. Uh, whether they know how to use what they're armed with is another story. But now all people, uh, anybody that applies in New York City just has to say I'm using it for self-defense. Today, uh, I don't know Judge, if you, uh, if you read today's post, uh, the association that represents hotel owners uh, is pushing for a law and it's backed by certain legislators uh, that will uh, uh, forbid legitimately legal carry yep. inside of hotels. How can they do that? Well, you know,
2: uh, we're seeing more and more of that. And, you know, this is uh, governor in New York who was never elected, uh, who came in because the governor before her was, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Cuomo was uh, corrupt and a sexual harasser. Uh, she's never gotten a vote in her life for this position. And she decided that she was going to get a law passed in New York where you can't have it in this building, that building, this building, this store, this area, this... Uh, I mean, so what they're doing is they're chipping away at the decision, at the Bruin decision, by the Supreme Court, and they're basically trying to overrule the Supreme Court. Here's the bottom line on that. They can't do that. It is a violation of your constitutional rights by some schmuck, who decided that you shouldn't be able to carry what the United States Supreme Court has said, you have not only a constitutional right to carry, but as far as I'm concerned, you have a God-given right to carry that gun. No one in Washington gave you that right. No one in in Albany gave you that right. You have it from the Constitution and from God. And you can carry it now that the Supreme Court has said you... you know, they didn't say you could have a gun to hang around in the house while you're watching TV. You have the right to carry it. And I'm tired of people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, all these people saying, oh, it's not it's not a clear right. It's as clear as the day is long.
1: And all by right. the way, uh, that law, that proposed law also includes off-duty police officers. They cannot be armed in hotels.
2: Unbelievable. What hotel?
1: What what hotel? One? All of them. This is an association that represents... The New York Hotel uh, (laughs) Association. What'd you say, Johnny? It's the New York Hotel
0: Association representing all the hotels in New York.
1: Well, except, you know, single motels or things like that, but the large... the big hotels. hotels. I got it. They they all jumped on the bandwagon. They all agree. How do you keep a lawfully... A police officer, no less, from not carrying a gun? First of all, it's unenforceable. Yeah, what do you toss people when they when they go into the hotel i mean it's ridiculous
2: yeah it is ridiculous i agree with you and uh but you know what this is what the left is going to do to try to stop anyone from exercising their constitutional rights and you know there that decision was a full throated defense of the right to bear arms clarence thomas wrote that decision it, it was lucid clear convincing Not overly legalistic, just said, listen, not only is it in the Constitution, but it is part of the inherent tradition of Americans. The right to bear arms is essential to our history and our
1: heritage.
2: End of the story.
1: On that note, Judge uh, Gianni, we're going to have to go to a commercial.
0: All right, we'll be right back, Judge. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Cord Vodka on March 9th was picked as the best vodka for martinis in the world by the Rob Report by calling 518-713-4050 or 518-220-9463 it could be shipped directly to your house the finest vodka in the world by Rob Report right, we're we're back we're back. Can we I made a few dollars. Now? That was <laughs> fast.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going in the opposite direction, obviously, and it, it 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 not only affects what we were just talking about, but a uh, a rule, uh, for lack of a better term, that the army, not the uh, the other branches, came out with uh, a few days ago. You no longer need a high school diploma to enlist in the U.S. Army. This is ridiculous. Uh, you're trying to upgrade the, uh, the service that you're in. This is why they, they had the room in the first place. The, when I, uh, I'm a Vietnam vet. I was in the first infantry division. I was a machine gunner. I was a high school dropout. Uh, and my goal was to spend my life in the army, I was going to be a career. Right. Uh, military person. I mean, fast forward now, I've got more degrees than a thermometer. I, I hold a doctorate. I teach in the university. But back then, I was best. Yeah. Well, it only took 55 years. <laughs> you know, but, but, but who's hurrying? Yeah. But uh, anyway, they turned me away and I had to go back and finish high school before they would allow me in. Now they're they're, they're going the opposite direction. And the, the, the military people that I speak to and I, I have a lot of friends in the army. Uh, they are teaching classes in woke politics. Yeah. As part yep. of basic training and ongoing training, because the military never stops training. And you have field training and you have classroom training. And you're uh, learning about uh, how uh, racist white people are. I mean, it's good. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, one out of seven people in the Army, and I can't speak for the other services, actually fight the wars. For every one infantryman, okay. you had eight people supporting them. And I know this because I was one of those eight. Uh, I was one of those. You were the one. I was the <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, you were the one. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you. I, I, that, that was my experience. And you. And these are the people who want to be warriors. Mm-hmm. And these are also the people who aren't enlisting. So that's why they had to drop the qualification of a high school diploma. Little by little, our 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 system... Is being eaten away, and it's in increments in every area. I don't care yeah, what I it was is. Surprised. The, I, you know, I can't tell you how many people I know. I have, uh, I have two grown sons, and uh, uh, they have friends that uh, a lot of them enlisted in, in the in the military. Some of them were high, uh, were high school dropouts were chased away. Uh, you know, up until last year, uh, this is going to degrade the quality of who we get in the military because. The Army did it. The rest of them will do it.
2: All right. So now you can't go into the armed services unless you have a high school diploma.
1: The Army so far. The U.S. Army so far. Yeah,
2: well, they're all going to follow. Yeah, Let they're all going to I'm agnostic on this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know of what I speak, but I'll tell you what I do know. What I do know is that when I was a judge and I was sitting on the bench, a lot of times— Someone would say, a defense attorney would say to me, Look, Judge, I've got a kid, he's you know, he's seventeen years old, he's on the wrong path. Right. If I can get him in the military, you know, will you forego the sentence? I would say, Absolutely, that'll beat the shit out of this kid. Well, Excuse my language. Okay. We've heard it he'll before. Go, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he'll go to boot camp. He'll get the you know, he'll have to walk the straight and narrow. He'll learn life in the in the military better than he will uh getting a high school diploma. So that's what I know and what I believe. I was willing to forego sentences to get these kids into a a, a routine and defending and learning to respect this country. So I think that's bizarre.
1: Well, those those days are gone, apparently, At at least until the next administration comes in.
2: Yeah. Who well, do you think that's going to be?
1: I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm voting for you.
0: Why don't you run again?
2: <laughs> Not a chance. Let me tell you. I, you know, I have the scars to prove it. I ran five times in New York and it's a blood sport. It is, you know, I loved it. I love what I did. I love being the DA. I love being a prosecutor. It was about truth and justice and law and order and consequences. And, you know, I fought. I fought very hard. I did. I did a lot of stuff. And in the end, you just see that society today is just chipping away at all the successes. And all of a sudden you've got these woke progressives who say, hey, we gotta let everybody out on on cashless bail. You know we got to heal them we need social justice we need to have equal justice that's a bunch of nonsense you commit a crime you go to jail if you smash up a a, a case in a jewelry store or anywhere else you go to jail and these democrats these progressives they're like we don't want guns on the street we don't want guns on the street you know what i would believe you if every time you caught someone with a gun you kept them in jail but no you let him out he gets another gun and he kills someone else so don't tell me you hate guns you have the people who are using them you don't even put them in jail i've had enough of this and unless we get to the point where we've got people running for office who believe in the america that is about right and wrong and consequences then we're lost we're going to be venezuela you remember venezuela yeah so you, you know uh sanders what's his name bernie sanders 15 years ago wrote how Venezuela was beautiful. He loved it. He wants America to be Venezuela. Well, it's gonna be because they started eating their zoo animals. Women are getting giving birth on the side of the road. They have no hospitals. We've got no baby formula. We're gonna have a food shortage. People can't afford to drive to work. And now we've got homelessness. You know why we have homelessness now? Because people who had real jobs can't afford to pay the rent or the mortgage. These you know? are formally Full-time working
1: people, you know, Judge. All of a sudden, I'm depressed. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm furious. I am furious. No, I mean, but like you
0: say, how how do we get the right people in? The right people are not even running.
2: (laughs) No, they're not. People people are not running. But I got to tell you, you know, I was uh, I think I was I don't know where I was. I move around so much. I think it was in Nashville last week. And Herschel Walker is a friend of mine. I love Herschel. He got out on stage. You know what he said? The first thing he said was everyone who runs for office in the United States should be required to answer one question. Do you love the United States of America? And if you don't, get the hell out. Good. You should not be allowed a to good represent us if you don't believe in us.
1: We have a Supreme Court justice who couldn't define what a woman is, and you're expecting somebody to get up in front of a camera and say they love this country i don't think so not going to happen not at least not now there's a difference
2: between saying i love the concept of america and what it's supposed to be versus i love america now because 88 percent of the people think america's on the wrong track i get that i don't like america and where she's going but my father and my grandfather both fought in World War Two. My dad died very young because he was on the first ship to Nagasaki, and he saw the plume, and he died of head and neck cancer. That's from the plume, all right. And my grandfather died. He was in uh, where did he? he was on uh, Normandy. He stormed wow. Normandy. Okay. I mean, I believe in America. I believe in this country. I don't believe where she's going now, and I think this Joe Biden is a fool, and I think he came in on a Trojan horse. Not just because. He was saying he's a moderate, he's really a leftist, but because there are people in that horse that we still don't know of who are running this country, the people in that horse are people like Susan Rice and the whole lot of them who don't care about America. They don't care about people like you and me. All they care about is creating a society where you have upper class and a lower class. They're crushing the middle class. They're getting rid of the middle class in this country. And that's what we're watching.
1: Did you see that interview with that old soldier who's a hundred years old? Yeah, crying his oh eyes out. Yeah, he was crying. He said, "This isn't the America that I fought for." Yeah. And I mean, I've I've seen a lot in my life, but that that brought a tear to my eye. hundred years old, and this is how he's going out. Yeah. 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 It's oh, that my heart. No, it's one. You more- know.
2: I gotta, I gotta tell you. I know I'm talking a lot, but you got me fired up here. Well, that's why you're here. That's
0: why we wanted you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm easy to fire up. Um, Do you want you Robert know? De Niro? That's for sure. Uh, no, no, Robert. De- don't know. Don't, don't even mention him to me. <laughs> no. Don't even mention that guy to me. He's, yes, I want to punch Donald Trump. I'll go back to where. Yes, or
1: no answers, Judge.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, where was I going? Darn it. Zero <laughs> and I lost track of where I was going. Darn it. All uh, Soldiers, something. Oh, oh. the movie, Top Gun, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. That movie, I think in some way has kind of reawakened a sense of patriotism. Even if you don't believe in all the stuff that we all believe in. You know, you, you, we got people to the movies for the first time since COVID who oh. are like, yeah, go, go, Tom, go. You know, it was, it was the military. That's what we need to do because all they do is take down uh, people in, in, in the military, take down politicians. They all, all of us are bad. And the only things that succeed on television are things that, you know, um, one day I want to be a female, one day I want to be a male. I don't know what I am. Oh, I know.
1: Uh, it's terrible. You know, also, uh, that was a great movie. I, I, I agree. But they also told a story, just a the story. They didn't try to jam anything down our throats. They yeah. just It was just a good story. I agree. And that certainly helped. By well, the, way, the box I, uh, office,
0: I think, is going to encourage a lot of producers now to go back to that. and Get away from well, this. Absolutely. I mean, I, I we have a, our book has been optioned twice to be a movie they came to, I mean, major guys came to us yeah. and they said, well, you have to put a Transgender in. You have to put this, I swear to minute. this is my life story. They weren't in my life. What do you should I <laughs> rewrite my life? <laughs> is that right? Maybe you want me to talk with a lisp too. I mean, what?
2: <laughs> that is amazing. I, I, pulled it,
0: I pulled it. We pulled it for two
1: years. Yeah, we, we... we uh, pulled I it. You.
0: No, we had a major, I'm, but Nick Vallelonga, who won the Oscar for Green Book, and, and yep. major people, they came up with the money. But the union dictated to what we had to put in there. And we both looked at each other and said, I'm not allowing this to happen. This is my life.
1: Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Did so, you hear, is, uh, I'm it's so sorry, crazy. Uh, did you hear about that fiasco about two years ago with Linda Fastine and the Mystery Writers of America? No. You know who Linda Fastine is? I love Linda. Yeah, oh. I've known her for years. also a very good writer. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I've am i been a full member of the Mystery Writers for years. This was my goal when I started writing. It was like a dream. I write mysteries. I write thrillers. To be invited to be a full member, that was wonderful. I always admired uh, Linda Fasting. Not right. only because of her writing, but what she did. Uh, yeah. She was She was a, a trooper. She was an he innovator. She did sex crimes when I did domestic violence. First kid on the block in New York City. But anyway... Right. Uh, Every year, the Mystery Writers of America has a banquet in in Manhattan, and they give various awards, but there's one award called the Grand Master. And two years ago, she was up for it because of her body of work. Right. And this is not, the uh, the, uh, Mystery Writers of America is not a political organization. It's a fraternal organization. It's a bunch of writers get together. It's been around for 100 years. There was a, uh, a grassroots movement from within the Mystery Writers to take that award away from her because of, are you ready for this? The Central Park Five. I knew it was, I knew you were gonna say Central Park. They took took the award away before she got it. Two days before she was supposed to go on stage to receive that award, they took it away. She wasn't even there. I mean, uh, I don't know if if, if you knew uh, Detective Mike Sheehan. Sure I did. Very good friend of mine. When I was was a sergeant, he was my driver. Uh, Mike was (laughs) on that case with Steve Davis, if you know Stevie. I uh, anyway, I, I was very much involved with that case, and I saw the way it was handled. And if you watch yeah. the HBO uh, documentary—if they they called it a documentary—that right. the parents were excluded. The parents were in the room when those kids were were uh, interrogated. Is that anyway, right? I was so incensed yeah. that I quit. I wrote him a letter, and I and I quit the mystery writers. Yep. And it, I, I had to do it, and it, it was my dream to be in that organization. Broke my heart to do it. And if anybody deserved that award, it was, yeah. I never, by the way, I never met her. I don't really? know. I never met her. No, I, I, I've been retired since 88. Uh, so no, I, I didn't know her, but well, uh,
2: she, she's quite a woman. And uh, yeah, she and I were pals for a long time. Uh, it's, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not surprised. And, you know, you, you say to yourself, who are these people? Exactly. Who are these people who don't know of what they speak? And yet they want to make the rules. And that's, that's what's going on now. You know, if if 88% of the people in America think that this country is headed in the wrong direction, who are the people who are screaming and yelling all the time about, you know, how bad, uh, um, you know, the Republicans are, how bad the Supreme Court is? Look, the, the Supreme Court is the final arbiter of legal issues in this country. And yet people are worried about You know and hateful of everything in this in this country in terms of what's going on and you say to yourself like who are the big mouths who are doing all the complaining we're worried about the economy we're worried about inflation we're worried about crime and they're worried about abortion abortion hasn't even touched Double digits. They're still in single digits. And they're screaming and yelling and assassination, attempted assassination on Kavanaugh. And they're marching and banging in front of their houses. And we've got an attorney general who won't even uh, enforce the law, the Title oh. 18, Section uh, 5071, I think it is. It's disgusting. It is
1: it's frightening. Uh, I, I, I have a question relating to the Supreme Court. But before we do that, we have to make some more money. Okay. Keanu.
0: Excuse me. And don't anybody shut this off, because I know where you live, I'll come and get you. We'll be right back. I'm really excited to announce Pala Casino Spa & Resorts in California. The phone number for reservations is 760-510-5100. I'll be there one night, October 1st, a Saturday night. Come and catch the show. It's an evening you can't refuse. And I guarantee Everybody you, when you leave, you will, will be amazed at what you're going to see. Remember, so Pala Casino and Spa and Resorts, 760-510-5100. October 1st. My way.
1: Hi, Patrick Picciarelli here. Before we get to our listeners' emails, a quick word about the new fiction book series I've launched. Private investigator Ray Yale tackles his first two cases in Bloodshot Eyes and The Pop Line. Both books are on paperback and are available on Amazon.com. We're back. Okay, Judge, I have a question. Uh, I thought that the timing, and this is coming from somebody who's obviously not... uh, as, as proficient in this area as you are. I thought the timing of the Roe versus Wade decision by the Supreme Court, obviously from the uh, uh, from the conservative end of it, was was ill-timed, being that the elections are coming up in November. Do you think that we're going to lose any ground here because of that ruling?
2: Well, I, I think that what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of people voting on that issue alone. But I think that the given... If circumstances were different, if things weren't as bad as they are in terms of the economy, if the administration were not lying as much as it's lying by saying, you know, uh, inflation is transitory uh, and it's Putin's price hike, and now the local mom-and-pop gas stations, you know, put send down those prices and do it today. You know, uh, that nonsense is rubbing Americans the wrong way. So that is going to be the priority in terms of what people are concerned about, because the economy is not getting better in the next four months. Yeah, but and I you know, inflation.
0: It, what? And with you saying that, I think there's enough intelligent people to realize why we don't have gas. Biden <laughs> took it away. Biden took it away from Trump. It was, it was a yeah. spite thing. We had more gas. We could be selling it now and not be we in, in self- this inflation that we're in. Nobody's, nobody's
1: pointing that out. Why? Two and a half years ago, we were self-sufficient. Now we are no longer self-sufficient.
2: Well, it, but, but the truth is that, you know, we were independent. Biden campaigned on this and, you know, we shut down the XL pipeline day one and he shut everything down. And he, got, he said he was going to take us off of fossil fuels. And I'll tell you what's going to help the Republicans this summer is we're going to see these rolling brownouts and blackouts because we don't have the ability uh, the, the electric grid to handle all of this because he's trying now to move toward you know this green energy nonsense when there's no transition period that he's giving us and it's going to affect people and their air conditioning and their food is going to spoil in their freezer and they don't not everybody has a generator it's uh it was intentional on the part of biden and by the way, it just came out today The remember Biden said cut last week that, you know, he was going to take gas out of the uh, uh, oil, out of the strategic uh, petroleum reserve and you know, bring the prices down. We just found out they sent it to China, to Europe to go to China. Americans hear about that. We're talking about it today on The Five. They hear about that today. They're going to flip their lid. Hello. OK, this guy is 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 stupid or corrupt. You figure it
1: out. I think he's
0: both.
2: I'll
1: I'll go for the (laughs) latter. You know, the bottom line is, I think people vote with their wallets. Yeah, they do. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I I think it's only going to help us get the Republicans in.
1: Well,
2: let's hope so. Let's hope that everything is on the up and up and they don't come out with, you know, monkeypox. Everybody has to stay home and let's get those ballots out there. You know, someone is developing a vaccine for monkeypox. Really? Hello. the, taking... way, they're, changing the na- they're changing the name because yes. it's an insult to monkeys. Do you believe that? Yeah, that's right. It's not right. It's just not right.
0: <laughs> I mean, I tell right. you, this is. But you know what it cracks me up? Like we're sitting here talking about it. The world is talking about it. But how bizarre they're lining up outside clinics waiting for this. I mean, how do you even show your face? Why don't you have yeah, a hood on?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, why do you need this? I don't know. I mean, I was in Africa a few years ago. I met a monkey. I
1: don't know. Uh oh. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing you're there and we're here. Yeah. Uh, another question. I'm full of questions. Okay. A federal law against picketing in front of a supreme court justice's house yeah, why are yeah. they not enforcing that and why isn't anybody saying anything about it
2: everybody's saying something but the attorney general he you know what they do they they play the word game he says we are we are determined to prevent any violence against supreme court justices well how about you arrest the people who are banging drums and whistles and horns and you know outside of the supreme court justices houses he doesn't have an answer Republicans have said, you know, sent him a letter saying you have to use this statute. It's Title 18, Section 5071, I think, or 5017. It gives them the right. If you were parading in front of a Supreme Court justice's house in order to right. influence that justice in uh, with respect to a decision, then that is a crime for which you can be arrested. The attorney general showed his hand. He doesn't want to arrest anybody because Joe Biden thinks it's okay. And in the end, why isn't Joe Biden's son being investigated by a special counsel or special prosecutor? You've got you've got Merrick Garland, the same guy who's investigating uh, Hunter Biden. Really, this guy was like a like a vacuum cleaner going through China, Russia, Uzbekistan, and Ukraine, sucking up money. And, you know, now we have all these unusual dealings with Ukraine and China and Russia. And, you know, nobody's asking about it. What do you think is
1: going to excuse me? What do you think is going to happen to Hunter Biden at the end of all this?
2: Not a lot. Not a lot. You know what? He borrowed two million dollars to repay the taxes that he never paid. Now, I know people who have paid back the money they owed in taxes. They went to jail. I guarantee he won't. It's unbelievable.
0: That's crazy. And
2: by the way, I got to plug this. Fox Nation, I'm doing another Hunter Biden special. We've got even more information that will blow your mind. Johnny, you think Hollywood was bad? This Hunter Biden was a dirtbag personified. Wow. And when, when is, when is that special? It's coming out uh, next week. I'm going to be on uh, Fox and Friends, I think, on Monday morning talking about it. I'm wrapping it up uh, this week. But, yeah, my second Hunter Biden special. I can't stand that people commit these crimes
0: and
1: get away with it. makes me crazy. It's crazy. So you have about 50,000 people listening to you now. Okay. So, I mean, can't hurt. Right? Yeah. And watch the five. I'm on the five
2: in about an hour.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I watch it all the time.
2: Thank you.
0: you. You're an amazing guest. I knew you would be. And thank you so much. I know how busy you are. Well, Johnny, thank
2: you. you. Uh, I love you. And it was my pleasure to do it for you guys. And Pat, I'm a fan now. Uh, stay in touch. You need any information. Uh, you, you know Julia, my assistant. So yes, I've
1: been in touch with her. Yes.
2: Yeah, she's the best, too. All right, guys. Thank you for what you're doing. God bless you and God bless America.
0: God
1: bless thank
2: America.
0: You, for real. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you.
1: <laughs> bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks.
0: We knew that would be a great interview.
1: That wasn't fantastic. No, but I mean, uh, to
0: me, it's a, what a, a fabulous, knowing her energy. And she delivered today for us. I'll tell you, it's amazing, yeah. amazing woman. And and uh, I wish she would run for office. We need more of her. You know
1: what? Don't you think she's had it?
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's, she said it.
1: <laughs> you know, I've, uh, they, uh, beat uh, they beat uh,
0: her. They beat I, her. I,
1: I didn't know her, so I, you know, to prepare for this, I I was reading her resume. This woman has done everything. I mean, she's been a she's been a fighter since she got out of law school. You don't have to agree with the politics. You have to admire her for what she believes in. And she just doesn't give up.
0: No. That, that's know? what's so
1: great. I, I'm very impressed.
0: Should we go to the mailbag or?
1: We got a lot of mail stuff. Yes. Oh, great. Oh, perfect. So I don't even know if we're going to get to it all. But Let's uh, okay. go to the mailbag. Mailbag. Uh, all right, then Mr. Russo, I guess that's you. Okay,
0: one of one of twenty one of them. I don't know.
1: First, <laughs> allow me to uh, introduce myself. And he gives his name. And he's a writer and a lawyer. Uh, being an enormous fan of your work, I would like to connect with you regarding a movie project I'm working on. It's based on the uh, on the Charles Lucky Luciano story. Mr. Luciano's biography correlates with uh, American social, cultural, and political history. In many ways, in my opinion, he has a great importance to the emancipation. Of the Italian community in the United States, also because of his contribution to the war effort and uh, rebuilding of uh, American and uh, the American and Italian economy after the war. Sadly, most uh, movies dealing with the American uh, with the Italian community in Europe and the United States reflect on a stigmatization of this community and its negative effects. Having Italian roots myself, I feel this aspect is very important in relation to the way we are portrayed. In, uh, in uh, general, so to speak. My primary goal with this particular movie project is to change the perception.
0: You know, I, 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 I love his effort and, and his want to do something. But being as old as I am, I've read two or three scripts. And yeah. the Italians do not support what he did because he was a criminal and he was in the yeah. mafia. So yeah, the they, proud Italians who are judges and attorneys, they knock their stuff down. They don't even support it.
1: It's crazy. You, you know, you really can't have, you can't make an admired figure out of somebody like Lucky Luciano. I don't care what he did. You know, no one, I'm agreeing with you. Nothing, nobody's going to jump on this bandwagon. No. Unless, unless he funds it himself or you write him a check.
0: Not me. No, no, no. I've, right. I, 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 fortunately enough, you know, I've, I, I've been blessed because, you know, I I've had the freedom of doing what we want, even with my, our book. and where We're going with it. But when you take a specific character like Lucky Luciano and try to glorify him and how he's changed the economy for the Americans and the Italians, nobody sees it. No, no. Because if you don't have any gunfights in that movie... Nobody wants to know what a great patriotic he was. No, unfortunately.
1: I, I, I can see if there, there's been a uh, revelation that uh, Luciano was an FBI agent all the time.
0: Well, no, no, that, that may work.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, he, he was the guy that tried to bring down the mafia. No. Anyway, moving along.
0: Moving right along.
1: Uh, from Brad. I uh, love the show, and uh, I, I listened to most episodes twice. Hey, you mentioned uh, about one of my favorite places to visit along the coast. I guess that's when you were talking about Italy. Maybe It doesn't specify. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was what? What anyway, was what? I, I, I imagine somewhere in Italy along the Mediterranean. I don't remember what. Was it the Mediterranean? It?
0: That's Positano and that's Capri. If we're talking about Sicily, when we talked about it, it was Lido Beach and uh, Chefalù. They're they're well, okay. the two shows. We the two times we mentioned it. Because I, I specifically know where I where I go. <laughs> okay, so he could pick one. Right? Yep, and they're perfect.
1: Okay, this is an interesting question from Tim. Hi guys, uh, I listen every week and love your show. I haven't found anything like it. My question has to do with Sam Giancana. Do you know anything about him having a son with Phyllis McGuire? My wife's coworker claimed it was him. In other words, this isn't grammatically correct, and I was a right. confused. He's saying that this is the kid who's claiming to be Giancana and Phyllis McGuire's adopted son. Okay. He said he was adopted and years later found out whose parents were and reconnected with his birth mom. A couple of years ago, uh, he, he moved out to Vegas and after Phyllis died, he received her fortune. Any truth to this? You guys rock. Thanks, Tim.
0: Thank you, Tim. I don't know that. And I don't know. Number one, of I mean I knew Phyllis really well and uh even before she was dating Sam which to me I thought was an amazing match not made in heaven but yeah uh, I spent time with all of them but um I I couldn't verify that at all as far as you know uh, heard a rumor I know, well I the, the funniest thing is if you watch her career who carried the baby for 9 months <laughs> She's never yeah. had a pot belly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So maybe there's some truth to this. But
0: who knows? Anyway,
1: uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she had a couple of bucks when she died. And according to this guy, this kid got it all. Well. maybe there's something to it. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, from Steph, Gianni, when are you coming to the UK? We need your show over here.
0: Tell us to come, man. Go to somebody that want, you want to support us. We'll be in the UK in two seconds, man.
1: Okay. From Steph again. Uh, Pat, have you read the book uh, uh, Luciano's Luck by Jack Higgins? Might be worth a look. Thanks. Now, Jack Higgins, I'm familiar with the author. He writes novels. He writes fiction. So I'm thinking Luciano's Luck is a work of fiction, but I will check it out. Uh, uh, Jack Higgins is a, is a good writer. Okay, it's the next one. Here's a question we get all the time and we're going to have to just refer this guy back to our old episodes. This guy's name is Don. I started listening to your podcast recently and I'm going through past episodes. Uh, This is why he doesn't know the following. I heard you perform with Don Rickles. I love his old video clips on YouTube. Do you have any good stories about him? Well, we've done this to death.
0: We've done it two or three times. Look up some of our old shows and
1: well, you know that's uh, that's why he's saying you know he just started uh, yeah, listening yeah. to the podcast, catching up. So, so Don, I suggest as Johnny says, Johnny speaks about the, uh, uh, Don uh, numerous very well. times. Numerous yeah, times. I love very the guy, high. but you're gonna have to go through the episodes to, to, to find them. We got 175 episodes. Yeah, I
0: mean we can't even tell you the. I know we just talked about him four episodes ago, whatever, or up to now. So if that's a yeah, clue, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, he crops up every now and then. But here's an interesting one. Good afternoon. I just recently uh, discovered the podcast, and I'm loving it. I have two questions. Is there an an available CD of Mr. Russo singing Speak Softly Love, I Can't Find Anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, go on iTunes. Somebody has it. I know that for sure. Uh, Look at the album Reflections that I did a while ago. And in fact, I did that with Sinatra's orchestra
1: that he lent me.
0: It should be on that speaks off love is on reflections
1: okay uh, he said he had two questions that's the only one he put on uh, on his in his email okay and uh, that's all we have
0: okay well to everybody out there in radio land we starting the Wednesday after September you're gonna be able to see us also now We're going to another platform, expanding this platform. So it's your option just to listen or view these. On uh, YouTube. Let your friends know, and I'll welcome you into my house, and Pat's going to welcome you to his, and you're going to see our environments.
1: Yeah, that's going to be on uh, YouTube, and we're going to start posting uh, week after Labor Day. And uh, we're preparing for it now. In fact, I even got a haircut. I mean, this is important.
0: Oh yeah, we're in dress rehearsal right now.
1: This is it. This is important <laughs> stuff.
0: That's not even rehearsal. This is one of the shows.
1: Yeah, you know, when, uh, to give a little background on it, when we first started out with this uh, with this project, uh, we were doing this, you know, trial and error. We didn't know what we were doing, and it it became successful. But at the beginning, we felt that that having two venues, meaning audio and video, we'd be in competition with ourselves. But now that we have many, many thousands of listeners, we we feel it's to our advantage and your advantage to see our guests. We're getting more guests more frequently. And uh, we thought it was a good idea. Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, please. Always let us know what you think. Again, we thank you. And uh, be safe out there. Pat, another great show, my friend. Thank you.
1: Yes, it was. Thank you very much. Uh, Have a good evening, everybody.
0: If you're feeling sad and lonely There's a service I could render I'm the one who loves you only I could be so warm so tender call me Don't be afraid you can call me Maybe it's late but Thank just call me Thank you for
1: tuning man. in to the Hollywood call Godfather me, podcast You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Piccerelli, or myself Megan Haran, with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com Maybe which is where you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Remember to follow us on Instagram at HollywoodGodfather and on Facebook, as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your messages. Good night.
0: Call me. Don't be afraid. You can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me, and I'll be around. I'll be around.